0: Tonight's share is the nishmas y'cheskel shraga ben Avram Yehuda, whose yard site is tonight, chaf Alef Kislev. Accidentally in the recording I mentioned the yard site as chaf Alef Sivan, so I wanted to correct it out front. Chesky's yard site is chaf Alef Kislev. His neshama should have an aliyah from our learning. So we're holding my parach of Hei, Pasuk Lamed Hei. The learning tonight should be as chos Ilu nishmas y'cheskel shraga ben Avram Yehuda, Chesky Bergman, whose yard site is tonight, Sunday evening, chaf Alef Sivan. We wish Chesky the pasuk that we learned last week, which which we learned heinavshay and that our learning should be a schos and 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 for his neshama. So we're holding by David and Avigail's meeting. David is convinced by Avigail's words, and he admits that he's happy she came because had she not come, he would have wiped everything out. There wouldn't have remained as much as a dog. So in Lamed Hey, David accepts the gift that she brought. David accepts from her hand, the gift that she brought, he says to her, Ali go home in peace. You don't have to worry anymore, I'm not coming, I'm not gonna attack. See, I listen to you, and I will show you favor. So this is the Barbanel learning that his first statement re Shamathi is in the past. I listen to you, and then V'asapanaich is in the future. But we'll come back to this because the dik on these words seems problematic if V'asapanaich is referring to the future. But first, let's talk about the first issue that we have here, which is how is David allowed to accept a gift? Because generally speaking, a, the property that a family owns is generally assumed to belong to the husband, especially if he's the breadwinner. So uh, a wife is going to require the husband's permission if she's going to give away a lot of his possessions. In fact, the Gemara in Bava, Bava Kamo and Dav Kofi says that if you have Gavai Tzedakah collecting large gifts from women, you have to, they have to make sure that the husband is okay with it first. Uh, the Shulchan Aruch adds, this in Yaredeya, Simen, Reish, Mem, Ches, that a woman is not allowed to even give a small amount to Tzedakah if she knows that the husband objects. And the, the Neidah brings down a case in Yaredeya, Reish, uh, I'm sorry, Kuf Nun Ches, there was a case of a miser, everyone knew he was a miser, and the wife gave away money to the Gabbai Sadakh who came collecting. And Narid said that they were they were they had to return the money. They were a Ganovin because it's also to accept the money when you know that the husband objects. So the question is, does David have a, how does David have a right to accept these gifts from Abigail, especially he knows that Naval would object to it. Now from Abigail's perspective we have no Shiloh, because from Abigail's perspective she felt it was Sakonis Nefarshis. She had to bring a gift, or she risked the possibility possibility that David would come and kill people. So from her perspective, we understand why she brought the gift. But from David's perspective, he doesn't have to accept the gift. So if there's a possible gene, geneva is Shiloh over here, how is David allowed to accept the gift? And you can't say that David held Novel to be a murad b'malchus. Malchus, and normally when someone's a murad b'malchus, the king becomes entitled to his possessions, because... Once David decided not to kill Novel, Novel's allowed to can retain his property. So therefore, how is David allowed to accept the gift? So the Night of Behuda discusses this in the same, in, that, in that place, and the Night Behuda gives three possible Tarutzim, and the Maratzhiyas gives a fourth solution. So the Night Behuda says possibility number one is that David believed that he was owed money for guarding Novel sheep. Remember, we learned that his soldiers had guarded Novel sheep and the shepherds and made sure that nobody uh, took anything from them. And so, possibly, David was owed money. Now, that's a complicated childhood in and of itself because there was no agreement between David and Novel that David was going to guard the sheep. So, by what right is David allowed to accept payment? So, we'll put that on the side. If you want, there's an Ach in Shimon in Nundal, in uh, Nundalid, in his Sefer that you can look up. The second possible terrence of the night of Bihuda is that Avigayol gave money from her own possessions. She had her own property. And it's possible that the whole concept of Nichsei Malug, where the husband is entitled to her possessions during the marriage, was not instituted yet. That was a derabonim that was instituted later. So therefore, she had her own property, and she was allowed to give David from her own property. And the third shot is that even though Novel was a miser, but he, when it came to his wife, he gave her a credit card. She had a blank check, basically. She could spend whatever she wanted, and therefore it was within her rights to give a gift, to spend money as she pleased. The Marzchia says that David had a right to take possessions for his men because in wartime, soldiers are allowed to take provisions as needed, and so David held, as men now were entitled to take these possessions. Now, at the end of the passage I mentioned, the Barbanel learns that shamati bekoilech means in the past. Re'i shamati bekoilech I listened to you in the past, panayach is in the future, that I will show you favor. However, the problem is that the diktuk doesn't fit, because when you have a vav with a kamatz, like esa generally, that is a loshon that is a past tense. Yonatan can double check me on this, but I believe if you wanted to say future tense, it would be a vav with a shva underneath. Um, if you look, actually, a good example is in this coming week's Parish parsha's Vayeshev. If you look at the dream of the Sarah when he repeats it over, and when Yosef interprets it, look at the look at the look at the um, under the vav. So when he's repeating the dream, when the Sarah is repeating the dream that he saw in the past, he says what happened in my dream. He says. I took the grapes. I squeezed them into the cup. Right. So above with a comma when Yosef is interpreting it in the to the future, he's saying what's going to happen. So Paro will put your put his cup back in your hand, and then. Do with me a kindness. Vehez al Pari mention me to Pari. Ve take me out of this house. Right, take me out of prison. So the vav with the shva uh, indicates the future. So therefore, the vav over here says the kliyakar cannot be referring to the past. But, uh, rather, I'm sorry, it cannot be referring to the future because the vav with the Kamats is referring to the past. So therefore, the kliyakar says that David is uh, saying that he already showed her favor. How did he show her favor? By accepting the gift for himself. The gal suggested that he give the gift his attendants, to the servants. Uh, that was really a respectful request because she didn't want to either make it look like David was in need of any possession, provisions or uh, maybe the gift wasn't Pekavadik enough for David. But David said, no, I'm going to show you favor by accepting the gift for myself. And Mazuta says that simply David meant that he's honoring her by fulfilling her request not to kill Navo. The Chema adds that it's possible with Vo Esa, Panayich, Esa is related to the word Nesuin. So David here is saying that he would consent to marry Avigayel once she was available, once her husband died. So we're holding by Parach of Tes, Pasuk Zayin, learning tonight's Biaschos, mas Chimechel ben Asher, and Yichesko Shraga ben Avim Yehuda. So we learned previously that the officers of the Plishti army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Sheol. And they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally Achish agrees to do so, or he's going to have a revolt on his hands. So in Pasad Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. He doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zion Achish continues. The atta now Shuv go back, v'lech and go and return in peace. Go back to Tiklag, Sane and don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Pushti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers. And but the Abba says, but he, with the words the Ata Shuv, he's only dismissing David. He's not dismissing David's men as well. They are still uh, um, welcome to remain because only David, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, Don't provoke them. You need to go back because otherwise you're going to provoke them and they're going to turn on me and you together. So Pasuch, as David responds, David says to Achish, What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why, why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your, your, your confidence in me? <inaudible> that I should not come and accompany in battle fighting against the enemies of my master, the king. So David, uh, David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the man says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face fellow members of Kal so he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The Dada says that David really was unhappy uh, about being sent back, because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim, and in that way, secretly undermine their plans and their fight against fight against Yisrael. The Yabar The says that David was upset when he was asked to leave, because his men were not dismissed yet, so he was upset. He, he, he is voicing a protest here because he's being dismissed but his men are still um, um, welcome to remain. The Kliyakar says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a busha. It's like uh, implying that David is not cut out for the battle. David can't, is fearful or David can't cut it. And so being publicly sent back makes David look like, uh, it's, it's an embarrassment. It makes David look like he can't cut it. And so therefore that is why David was upset. So Achish answers, and he says to David, I know that you're as good as an angel of God. However, Amru. the officers of the Plishtim said, He will not go up with us to battle. So now already, Achish is coming closer to the truth. Right here already, he's not mentioning the Sarni Plishtim, the governors. Here already, he's mentioning the officers. There is a machlaika still between the Ababanel and the Malbim. The Ababanel says that Achish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying, yeah, it's related to the officers really, but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says, that Achish now felt he had no choice but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it, and it wasn't that they were jealous, but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasuk Babiker, Get up in the morning, Together with the servants of your master that came with you, When you get up in the morning, and it's light enough for you, then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ravag says, that by getting up early, David's going to avoid any plishti men or plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other plishtim in the army. The Abarbanel says that leaving early is going to spare David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for David to be embarrassed. Chemez Anach says that Achish also is telling David here, don't resist leaving, because if you resist, it just goes to prove the the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really, David, want to do what's best for the Plishti army, then if they mistrust you, then go back. And don't, and don't insist on staying. But if you continue to insist on staying, then that's only going to... Lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay. So in the pasuk, Achish refers to David's men as the avde adinecha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Radaq says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of of David's master Shaul. That's why they're referred to as avde adinecha, not referring to David, but actually referring to Shaul. And the Abarbinel continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is, that, th- that the officers of the Pushti army suspect that David's men secretly are still Avdeyadei Necha, that they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when, when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The um, the, um, uh, the Ab- Abarbanel also continues that Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men, so now he's saying, you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should uh, go with him, uh, should be allowed to go back. And the Mishpitza so says that that was why David was pushing back initially, is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well, and now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So, David woke up, he and his men they got up early to leave in the morning. pushed to return to the Plushdi land to their place in Siklag Who pushed them Yisrael? While the Plushdim go and ascend to Yisrael, so the Plushdim are going now to fight Shal and David and his men are returning now to Siklag And we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away, they were secretly attacked and their uh, women and children were captured. So we're holding by Paragraph Tas Zion learning tonight's Nishmas Khimachul ben Asher, and Ychaskoshra Ben Avim Yehuda. So we learned previously that the officers that have pushed the army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Shault, and they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally Achish agrees to do so, or he's gonna have a revolt on his hands. So in Pasuk Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. So he doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zion, Achish continues, V'ata, now, Shuv, go back, V'leich v'sholem and go and return in peace, go back to Tziklag, Saser Rabbe sanei plishtim. And don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Plishti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers, and But the Yabar says, but he, with the words, the he's only dismissing David, he's not dismissing David's men as well, they are still uh, um, welcome to remain, because only David's, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, don't provoke them, you need to go back, because otherwise you're going to provoke them, and they're going to turn on me and you together. So Pasuch, as David responds, David says to Achish, But what have I done? What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your, your, your confidence in me? That I should not come and accompany in battle fighting against the enemies of my master, the king. So David, uh, David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the Me'am lawyer says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face me- fellow members of Qayisroel. So he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The Da'asarif says that David really was unhappy, uh, about being sent back, because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim, and in that way, secretly undermine their plans, and their fight, their fight against Qayisro. The Abarbanil says that David was upset when he was asked to leave, because his men were not dismissed yet, so he was upset. He he, he is voicing a protest here, because he's being dismissed, but his men are still um, um, welcome to remain. The Kliyakr says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a busha. It's like implying that David is not cut out for the battle, David can is fearful, or David can't cut it, and so being publicly sent back makes David look like uh, it's it's an embarrassment. It makes David look like he can't cut it, and so therefore that is why David was upset. so vayan achish David. So Akhish answers and he says to David, I know ki I know that you're as good as an angel of God. However, Achbot Sari Plishtim Amru, the officers of the Plishtim said, Loyali manu he will not go up with us to battle. So now already Achish is coming closer to the truth, right? Here already he's not mentioning the Sarnay Plishtim, the governors. Here already he's mentioning the officers. There is a machleika still between the Abar and the Malbim. The Abar says that Achish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying yeah, it's related to the officers really but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says that Achish now felt he had no choice but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it and it wasn't that they were jealous but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasuk Yod. Get up in the morning together with the servants of your master that came with you, when you get up in the morning, and it's light enough for you, then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ravag says that by getting up early, David's going to avoid any plishti men or plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other plishtim in the army. The Benel says that leaving early is going to spare David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for, for you for David to be embarrassed. Khamsanox says that Achish also is telling David here, don't resist leaving because if you resist, it just goes to prove the the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up uh, with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really David want to do what's best for the Persian army, then if they mistrust you, then go back and don't and don't insist on staying. But if you continue to insist on staying, then that's only going to uh, lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay. So in the pasuk. Achish refers to David's men as the Avde Adaynecha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Berdak says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of of David's master, Shoal. That's why they're referred to as Avde Adaynecha, not referring to David, but actually referring to Shoal. And the Abarbanel. Continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is: that th- that the officers of the Pushti army suspect that David's men secretly are still Avde Adi that they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The um, the um, uh, the Ab- also continues that. Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men. So now he's saying you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden, David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should. Uh, Go with him. uh, Should be allowed to go back. And the mishpat so says that that was why David was pushing back initially. Is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well. And now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So pasuk yedalev ayashkim David. David woke up. He and his men, they got up early to leave in the morning to return to the Pleshti land, to their place in Siklag, while the Pleshtim go and ascend to Yisrael. So the Pleshtim are going now to fight Shal, and David and his men are returning now to Siklag. And we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away, they were secretly attacked and their uh, women and children were captured. So we're holding by Tes, Pasuk Zion, learning Lenishmas, ben Asher, and Shragam Ben So we learned previously that the officers of the army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Shal, and they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally, Achish agrees to do so, or he's going to have a revolt on his hands. So, in Pasuk Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. So he doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zion, Achish continues, V'ata, now, shuv, go back, v'lech v'sholem, and, and return in peace, go back to Tziklag, V'leisaz, Saser Rabbe e'nei Sane And don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Plishti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers, and, but the Yabar Benel says, but he, with the words, the he's only dismissing David, he's not dismissing David's men as well, they are still uh, um, welcome to remain, because only David's, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, don't provoke them, you need to go back, because otherwise you're going to provoke them, and they're going to turn on me and you together. So Pasuch, as David responds, David says to Achish, But what have I done? What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why, why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your, your, your confidence in me? That I should not come and accompany in battle fighting against the enemies of my master, the king. So David, uh, David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the Me'am lawyer says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face me- fellow members of Chal Yisrael. So he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The Dada Sifrim says that David really was unhappy. Uh, about being sent back because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim, and in that way secretly undermine their plans and their fight their fight against Chaisra. The Ababanil says that David was upset when he was asked to leave because his men were not dismissed yet, so he was upset. He he, he is voicing a protest here because he's being dismissed, but his men are still um um welcome to remain. The Kliakar says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a busha. It's like, uh, implying that David is not cut out for the battle. David can't, is fearful, or David can't cut it. And so, being publicly sent back makes David look like, uh, it's it's an embarrassment. It makes David look like he can't cut it. And so, therefore, that is why David was upset. So, Achish, uh, David. So, Achish answers, and he says to David, I know that you're as good as an angel of God. However, Ach, Sarit Plishtim Amru, the officers of the Plishtim said, he will not go up with us to battle. So now already Akhish is coming closer to the truth, right? Here already he's not mentioning the Sarne Plishtim, the governors. Here already he's mentioning the officers. There is a machlika still between the Abar and the Malbim. The Abar says that Akhish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying yeah, it's related to the officers really but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says that Achish now felt he had no choice but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it and it wasn't that they were jealous but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasuk Yod. now, hashkin Babiker, get up in the morning, together with the servants of your master that came with you, Vishkamten Babiker, when you get up in the morning, v'or and it's light enough for you, then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ra'al says that by getting up early, David's going to avoid any plishti men or plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other plishtim in the army. The Abarbanel says that leaving early is going to spare David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for for, you, for David to be embarrassed. Chemez Anach says that Achish also is telling David here, don't resist leaving, because if you resist, it just goes to prove the, the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really, David, want to do what's best for the the army, then if they mistrust you, then go back. And don't and don't insist on staying. But if you continue to insist on staying, then that's only going to lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay. So in the pasuk. Achish refers to David's men as the Avde Adaynecha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Badakh says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of of David's master, Shaul. That's why they're referred to as Avde Adaynecha, not referring to David, but actually referring to Shaul. And the Abarbanel. Continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is: that th- that the officers of the pushedi army suspect that David's men secretly are still avdei Necha. that they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The um, the um, uh, the Ab- 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 also continues that. Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men, so now he's saying, you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should uh, go with him. Uh, should be allowed to go back. And the mishpatayso says that that was why David was pushing back initially. Is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well. And now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So pasuk yedalev ayashkim David. David woke up. He and his men, they got up early, to leave in the morning, to return to the Plishti land, to their place in Siklag, while the Plishtim go and ascend to Yisrael, so the Plishtim are going now to fight Shol, and David and his men are returning now to Siklag, and we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away they were secretly attacked, and their uh, women and children were captured. So we're holding by Perachav Tzass learning tonight to be Ben Asher and So we learned previously that the officers that have pushed the army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Shalt and they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally, Achish agrees to do so, or he's going to have a revolt on his hands. So in Pasuk Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. So he doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zion, Achish continues, v'ata, now, shuv, go back, v'lech v'sholem and go and return in peace, go back to Tziklag, v'leisasei Rabbe e'nei Sane plishtim. And don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Pushti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers, and but the Yabar Benel says, but he, with the words, the Atashuv, he's only dismissing David, he's not dismissing David's men as well. They are still, uh, um, welcome to remain because only David's, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, don't provoke them, you need to go back because otherwise, you're going to provoke them and they're going to turn on me and you together. So Pasuch, as David responds, But what have I done? What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why, why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your, your, your confidence in me? That I should not come and accompany in battle fighting against the enemies of my master, the king. So David, uh, David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the Me'am lawyer says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face me- fellow members of Qayisra. So he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The Da'a says that David really was unhappy, uh, about being sent back, because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim, and in that way, secretly undermine their plans and their fight, their fight against Qayisro. The Yabar Benil says that David was upset when he was asked to leave, because his men were not dismissed yet, so he was upset. He, he, he is voicing a protest here, because he's being dismissed, but his men are still um, um, welcome to remain. The Kliyakr says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a bushah, it's like uh, implying that David is not cut out for the battle. David can't, is fearful, or David can't cut it. And so, being publicly sent back makes David look like, uh, it's, it's an embarrassment. It makes David look like he can't cut it. And so, therefore, that is why David was upset. Pasuk David. So, Achish answers, and he says to David, I know that you're as good as an angel of God. However, Achbot Sarit Plishtim Amru, the officers of the Plishtim said, he will not go up with us to battle. So now already, Achish is coming closer to the truth, right? Here already, he's not mentioning the Sarne Plishtim, the governors. Here already, he's mentioning the officers. There is a machlika still between the Ababanel and the Malbim. The Ababanel says that Achish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying, yeah, it's related to the officers, really, but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says that uh, Achish now felt he had no choice but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it and it wasn't that they were jealous but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasuk Yud: V'ata now, hashkem get up in the morning, vi together with the servants of your master that came with you, when you get up in the morning, and it's light enough for you, v'alechu, then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ra'al says that by getting up early, David's going to avoid any plishti men or plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other plishtim in the army. The Abarbanel says that leaving early is going to spear David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for for, you, for David to be embarrassed, Chemosanach says that Achish also is telling David here, don't resist leaving because if you resist, it just goes to prove the the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really David want to do what's best for the push the army, then if they mistrust you, then go back. And don't and don't insist on staying. But if you continue to insist on staying, then that's only going to lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay. So in the pasuk, Achish refers to David's men as the Avde adinecha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Radak says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of of David's master Saul that's why they referred to as avde Necha, not referring to David but actually referring to Saul and the abarnel Continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is: that th- that the officers of the Pushti army suspect that David's men secretly are still Avdei Necha, that they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The um, the um, uh, the Barbanel Ab- 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 also continues that. Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men, so now he's saying, you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should... Uh, go with him. Uh, should be allowed to go back. And the mishpatayso says that that was why David was pushing back initially. Is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well. And now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So pasukir ayashkim David. David woke up. Hu vanoshav he and his men. They got up early to leave in the morning to return to the plishti land, to their place in Siklag, while the plishtim go and ascend to Yisrael, so the plishtim are going now to fight and David and his men are returning now to Siklag, and we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away, they were secretly attacked, and their uh, women and children were captured. So we're holding by Perachav Zion learning tonight be Ben Asher and Ben So we learned previously that the officers that have pushed the army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Shalt and they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally, Achish agrees to do so, or he's going to have a revolt on his hands. So in Pasuk Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. So he doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zayan Achish continues, V'ata, now, Shuv, go back, V'leich v'sholem, and, and return in peace, go back to Tziklag, V'leisasei rabbi, e'nei Sane plishtim. And don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Plishti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers, and But the Abar says, but he, with the words, the he's only dismissing David, he's not dismissing David's men as well, they are still uh, um, welcome to remain, because only David's, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, don't provoke them, you need to go back, because otherwise you're going to provoke them, and they're going to turn on me and you together. So Pasuch, as David responds, David says to Achish, But what have I done? What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why, why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your, your, your confidence in me? That I should not come and accompany in battle fighting against the enemies of my master, the king. So David, uh, David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the male lawyer says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face me- fellow members of Qa'israel. So he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The Dada says that David really was unhappy, uh, about being sent back because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim and in that way secretly undermine their plans and their fight, their fight against Qayisro. The Yabar Benil says that David was upset when he was asked to leave because his men were not dismissed yet so he was upset. He he, he is voicing a protest here because he's being dismissed but his men are still um, um, welcome to remain. The Kliyakar says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a busha. It's like uh, implying that David is not cut out for the battle, David can't is fearful or David can't cut it, and so being publicly sent back makes David look like uh, it's, it's an embarrassment, it makes David look like he can't cut it, and so therefore that is why David was upset. tas so Vayan David. So Achish answers and he says to David, I know that you're as good as an angel of God, however. Sarri Plishtim Amru, the officers of the Pleshtim said, loyali manabamachamla. He will not go up with us to battle. So now already, Akhish is coming closer to the truth, right? Here already, he's not mentioning the Sarne Pleshtim, the governors. Here already, he's mentioning the officers. There is a machleika still between the Abarbanel and the Malbim. The Ababanel says that Akhish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying, yeah, it's related to the officers really, but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says that Achish now felt he had no choice but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it and it wasn't that they were jealous but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasek Yod, Get up in the morning, Together with the servants of your master that came with you, When you get up in the morning, and it's light enough for you, then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ravag says that by getting up early, David's going to avoid any plishti men or plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving, and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other plishtim in the army. The Yabar says that leaving early is going to spare David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for for, you, for David to be embarrassed. Chemez Anach says that Achish also is telling David here, don't resist leaving, because if you resist, it just goes to prove the, the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really, David, want to do what's best for the the army, then if they mistrust you, then go back and don't, and don't insist on staying. But if you continue to insist on staying, then that's only going to lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay. So in the Pasuk... Refers to David's men as the Avde Adaynecha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Berdak says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of, of David's master, Shaul. That's why they refer referred to as Avde Adaynecha, not referring to David, but actually referring to Shaul. And the Abarbanel. Continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is: that th- that the officers of the Pushti army suspect that David's men secretly are still Avdei Nechra, that they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The um, the um, uh, the Ab- Ab- also continues that. Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men, so now he's saying, you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should uh, go with him, uh, should be allowed to go back. And the Mishpat saw so says that that was why David was pushing back initially, is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well. And now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So, David woke up. He and his men they got up early to leave in the morning to return to the plishti land, to their place in Siklag, while the plishtim go and ascend to Yisrael, so the plishtim are going now to fight Shal, and David and his men are returning now to Siklag, and we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away, they were secretly attacked, and their uh, women and children were captured. So we're holding by Paragraph Tes, Pasch Xion, learning tonight to be Asher, and Yechesko Ben Yehuda. So we learned previously that the officers that have pushed the army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Shal, and they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally, Achish agrees to do so, or he's going to have a revolt on his hands. So in Pasuk Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. So he doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zion, Achish continues, V'ata, now, Shuv, go back, v'lech and go and return in peace, go back to Tziklag, V'leisaseh rabbi e'nei Sane plishtim. And don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Pushti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers. And, but the Abar Benel says, but he, with the words, the he's only dismissing David, he's not dismissing David's men as well. They are still uh, um, welcome to remain because only David's, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, don't provoke them. You need to go back because otherwise you're going to provoke them and they're going to turn on me and you together. So Pasuch has, David responds, David says to Achish, but what have I done? What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why, why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your 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 confidence in me? That I should not come and accompany in battle fighting against the enemies of my master, the king. So David David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the Me'am lawyer says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face me- fellow members of Kali So he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The Da'am says that David really was unhappy uh, about being sent back because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim and in that way secretly undermine their plans and their fight, their fight against Kali Yabar says that David was upset when he was asked to leave because his men were not dismissed yet so he was upset he, he, he is voicing a protest here because he's being dismissed but his men are still um, um, welcome to remain the Kliyakar says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a busha it's like uh, implying that David is not cut out for the battle David can't, is fearful or David can't cut it and so being publicly sent back makes David look like uh, it's, it's an embarrassment. It makes David look like he can't cut it. And so therefore, that is why David was upset. So achish uh, answers and he says to David, I know that you're as good as an angel of God. However, amru the officers of the him said, He will not go up with us to battle. So now already, achish uh, is coming closer to the truth, right? Here already, he's not mentioning the Sarnei Plishtim, the governors. Here already, he's mentioning the officers. There is a machleika still between the Ababanel and the Malbim. The Ababanel says that Achish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying, yeah, it's related to the officers, really, but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says, the Achish now felt he had no choice, but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it, and it wasn't that they were jealous, but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasuk Yud, Get up in the morning, Together with the servants of your master that came with you, When you get up in the morning, and it's light enough for you, then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ravag says... That by getting up early, David's going to avoid any plishti men or plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other plishtim in the army. The Abarbanel says that leaving early is going to spare David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for David to be embarrassed. Chemas Anach says that Achish also is telling David here, "Don't resist leaving, because if you resist, it just goes to prove the the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really David want to do what's best for the push the army, then if they mistrust you, then go back and don't and don't insist on staying. But if you continue to insist on staying, then that's only gonna Lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay. So in the Pasuk, Achish refers to David's men as the Avde Adinacha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Badakh says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of of David's master, Shaul. That's why they're referred to as Avde Adinacha, not referring to David, but actually referring to Shaul. And the Abarbanel. Continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is: that the, that the officers of the Pushpi army suspect that David's men secretly are still <inaudible> Avdei Necha. that they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The um, the um, uh, the Ab- also continues that. Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men, so now he's saying, you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should uh, go with him, uh, should be allowed to go back. And the Mishpat so says that that was why David was pushing back initially, is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well, and now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So, David woke up, he and his men, they got up early, to leave in the morning, to return to the Plishti land, to their place in Siklag, while the Plishtim go and ascend to Israel. So the Pleshtim are going now to Faichal, and David and his men are returning now to Siklag. And we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away, they were secretly attacked and their uh, women and children were captured. So we're holding by Tes, Passog learning Lenishmas, ben Asher, and Shragam ben So we learned previously that the officers that have pushed the army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Shal, and they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally Achish agrees to do so, or he's going to have a revolt on his hands. So in Pasuk Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. So he doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zion, Achish continues, V'ata, now, Shuv, go back, vlech v'sholem and go and return in peace, go back to Tziklag, Saser rabbi e'nei Sane plishtim. And don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Pushti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers, and, but the Yabar says, but he, with the words, the he's only dismissing David, he's not dismissing David's men as well, they are still uh, um, welcome to remain, because only David's, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, don't provoke them, you need to go back, because otherwise you're going to provoke them, and they're going to turn on me and you together. So Pasuch, as David responds, David says to Achish, But what have I done? What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your, your, your confidence in me? That I should not come and accompany in battle fighting against the enemies of my master, the king. So David, uh, David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the Me'am lawyer says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face me- fellow members of Qayisrael. So he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The downside from says that David really was unhappy, uh, about being sent back, because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim, and in that way, secretly undermine their plans, and their fight, their fight against fight Yisro. The ben says that David was upset when he was asked to leave, because his men were not dismissed yet, so he was upset. He he, he is voicing a protest here, because he's being dismissed, but his men are still um, um, welcome to remain. The Kliyakr says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a busha. It's like, uh, implying that David is not cut out for the battle. David can't, is fearful, or David can't cut it. And so, being publicly sent back makes David look like, uh, it's it's an embarrassment. It makes David look like he can't cut it. And so, therefore, that is why David was upset. So, Vayan David. So, Akhish answers, and he says to David, I know that you're as good as an angel of God. However, Ach, Suri amru, the officers of the him said, Loyali manu He will not go up with us to battle. So now already, Akhish is coming closer to the truth, right? Here already, he's not mentioning the Sarne Plishtim, the governors. Here already, he's mentioning the officers. There is a machleika still between the Ababanel and the Malbim. The Ababanel says that Akhish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying, Yeah, it's related to the officers, really, but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says that uh, Achish now felt he had no choice but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it and it wasn't that they were jealous but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasuk Babiker, Get up in the morning, Together with the servants of your master that came with you, When you get up in the morning, and it's light enough for you, then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ralbag says that by getting up early, David's going to avoid any plishti men or plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other plishtim in the army. The Abarbanel says that leaving early is going to spare David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for, for, you, for David to be embarrassed. Chemez Anach says that Achish also is telling David here, don't resist leaving, because if you resist, it just goes to prove the, the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really, David, want to do what's best for the the army, then if they mistrust you, then go back. And don't and don't insist on staying. But if you continue to insist on staying, then that's only going to lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay. So in the pasuk, Achish refers to David's men as the Avde adinecha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Bradach says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of, of David's master Saul that's why they referred to as avdi Necha, not referring to David but actually referring to Saul and the abarbanel continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is. That, th- that the officers of the Pushti army suspect that David's men secretly are still Avdeyadei Necha. That they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when, when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The um, the, um, uh, the Ab- Abarbanel also continues that Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men, so now he's saying, you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should uh, go with him, uh, should be allowed to go back. And the Mishpat Sarisot says that that was why David was pushing back initially, is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well, and now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So, ayashkim David woke up, he and his men, they got up early to leave in the morning to return to the Plishti land, to their place in Siklag while the Plishtim go and ascend to Yisrael, so the Plishtim are going now to fight Shal and David and his men are returning now to Siklag and we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away they were secretly attacked and their uh, women and children were captured. So we holding by learning tonight Ben Asher, and Shragam Ben Yehuda. So we learned previously that the officers that have pushed the army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Shaul, and they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally, Achish agrees to do so, or he's going to have a revolt on his hands. So in Pasuk Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. So he doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zion, Achish continues, V'ata, now, Shuv, go back, v'lech v'sholem, and, and return in peace, go back to Tziklag, V'leisase, Rabbe Enei, Sane And don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Plishti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers, and, but the Yabar Benel says, but he, with the words, the he's only dismissing David, he's not dismissing David's men as well, they are still uh, um, welcome to remain, because only David, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, don't provoke them, you need to go back, because otherwise you're going to provoke them, and they're going to turn on me and you together. So Pasuch has, David responds, David says to Achish, but what have I done? What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why, why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your 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 confidence in me? That I should not come and accompany in battle, fighting against the enemies of my master, the king? So David David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the Me'am lawyer says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face me- fellow members of Kala Yisrael. So he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The Da'a Saifim says that David really was unhappy uh, about being sent back because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim and in that way, secretly undermine their plans and their fight their fight against Kala Yisrael. Yabar Benil says that David was upset when he was asked to leave because his men were not dismissed yet, so he was upset. He, he, he is voicing a protest here because he's being dismissed, but his men are still um, um, welcome to remain. The Kliyakar says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a busha. It's like uh, implying that David is not cut out for the battle. David can't, is fearful, or David can't cut it. And so being publicly sent back makes David look like uh, it's, it's an embarrassment. It makes David look like he can't cut it. And so therefore, that is why David was upset. So Achish uh, answers and he says to David, I know that you're as good as an angel of God. However, the officers of the Plishtim said, He will not go up with us to battle. So now already, Achish uh, is coming closer to the truth, right? Here already he's not mentioning the Sarnei and the governors. Here already he's mentioning the officers. There is a machleke still between the Ababanel and the Malbim. The Ababanel says that Achish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying, yeah, it's related to the officers really, but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says, the Achish now felt he had no choice but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it, and it wasn't that they were jealous, but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasuk Yod, Get up in the morning, Together with the servants of your master that came with you, When you get up in the morning, and it's light enough for you, then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ravag says, that by getting up early, David's going to avoid any plishti men or plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other plishtim in the army. The Abarbanel says that leaving early is going to spare David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for, for, you, for David to be embarrassed. Chemas says that Achish also is telling David here, "Don't resist leaving, because if you resist, it just goes to prove the the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really David want to do what's best for the Push the army, then if they mistrust you, then go back and don't and don't insist on staying. But if you continue to insist on staying, then that's only gonna." Lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay. So in the Pasuk, Achish refers to David's men as the Avde Adaynecha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Berdak says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of of David's master, Shaul. That's why they're referred to as Avde Adaynecha, not referring to David, but actually referring to Shaul. And the Abarbanel continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is, that the, that the officers of the Pushti army suspect that David's men secretly are still avdeyadey necha, that they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when, when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The, um, the, um, uh, the Abarbanel Ab- also continues that Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men, so now he's saying, you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should uh, go with him, uh, should be allowed to go back. And the Mishpat Sariot says that that was why David was pushing back initially, is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well, and now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So, David woke up, he and his men, they To leave in the morning, to return to the Plishti land, to their place in Siklag, while the Plishtim go and ascend to Yisrael, so the Plishtim are going now to fight Shol, and David and his men are returning now to Siklag, and we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away, they were secretly attacked, and their uh, women and children were captured. So we're holding by Perachav learning tonight Lenishmas, Ben Asher, and shragam Ben Yehuda. So we learned previously that the officers that have pushed the army objected to David's presence. They don't trust David. They think that David still has an allegiance to Shaul, and they want Achish to send David back from the battle. There's a little bit of a back and forth, but finally Achish agrees to do so, or he's going to have a revolt on his hands. So in Pasuk Vav, last time we learned, Achish tells David that I have found no fault in you. However, he blames it on the governors of the Plishti army that they are jealous. So he doesn't really come clean to David. So in Pasuk Zion, Achish continues, v'ata, now, shuv, go back, v'lech v'sholem, and and return in peace, go back to Tziklag, Saser Rabbe e'nei Sane plishtim. And don't do what's wrong in the eyes of the Plishti governors. So he's blaming the uh, uh, governors, not the officers, and, but the Yabar says, but he, with the words, the he's only dismissing David, he's not dismissing David's men as well. They are still uh, um, welcome to remain because only David's, David is the only one that the officers mistrusted. The Malbim says that Achish is saying to David, don't provoke them. You need to go back because otherwise you're going to provoke them and they're going to turn on me and you together. So, Pasuch, as David responds, David says to Achish, But what have I done? What fault have you found in your servant from the day that I first appeared to you until today? Why, why are you sending me back? Why don't you trust me? Have I done something to shake your, your, your confidence in me? That I should not come and accompany in battle fighting against the enemies of my master, the king. So David, uh, David voices an objection to being dismissed. So the male lawyer says that really David was secretly happy, but he didn't want anyone to pick up that he was really happy that he was being speared, having to face me- fellow members of Qayisra. So he made believe he put on an act like he was actually disappointed, but inside he was really happy. The Down Sifrim says that David really was unhappy, uh, about being sent back because he was hoping that he could accompany the Plishtim and in that way secretly undermine their plans and their fight, their fight against Qayisro. The Abarbanil says that David was upset when he was asked to leave because his men were not dismissed yet so he was upset. He he, he is voicing a protest here because he's being dismissed but his men are still um, um, welcome to remain. The Kliyakr says that being publicly dismissed from the battle is a busha. It's like, uh, implying that David is not cut out for the battle. David can't, is fearful, or David can't cut it. And so, being publicly sent back makes David look like, uh, it's it's an embarrassment, it makes David look like he can't cut it. And so, therefore, that is why David was upset. So, Vayan Achish David. So, Achish answers, and he says to David, I know that you're as good as an angel of God. However, Achbot Sarri Pleshtim Amru, the officers of the him said, Loyali Manabamachamla. He will not go up with us to battle. So now already, Akhish is coming closer to the truth, right? Here already, he's not mentioning the Sarne Pleshtim, the governors. Here already, he's mentioning the officers. There is a machlaika still between the Ababanel and the Malbim. The Abarbanel says that Achish is still not telling 100% the truth. He's just saying, Yeah, it's related to the officers really, but he doesn't go into further detail of exactly what their issue is. The Malbim argues, the Malbim says that uh, Achish now felt he had no choice but to admit that it was really the officers and not the governors who had a problem with it and it wasn't that they were jealous but rather that they were suspicious of David. So Achish here is coming clean with David. Achish continues in Pasuk Yod. now, hashkeim get up in the morning, vi together with the servants of your master that came with you, Vishkamten Babiker, when you get up in the morning, v'or and it's light enough for you, Valechu. Then you should go and leave the battlefield. So the Ralbach says that by getting up early, David's going to avoid any Plishti men or Plishti officers that have hostile intent to David. Like someone may see David leaving and decide to start up with him. So by leaving early, he would avoid any confrontation with any of the other Plishtim in the army. The Abarbanel says that leaving early is going to spare David the shame of publicly being dismissed. By leaving early, there's not anyone around or enough people around that are going to see it that for, for, you, for David to be embarrassed. Chemez Anach says that Achish also is telling David here, don't resist leaving, because if you resist, it just goes to prove the, the, the belief of the officers that you're really uh, um, coming up with a plan to undermine them, right? Because why are you being so resistant? If you really, David, want to do what's best for the the army, then if they mistrust you, then go back and don't and don't insist on staying but if you continue to insist on staying then that's only going to lend credence to their uh, suspicion of you that you really have some ulterior motive in wanting to stay so in the pasuk Achish refers to David's men as the Avde Adaynecha, the servants of your master, like David's master. So the Badakh says that he's referring here to David's followers who previously were servants of, of David's master, Shoal. That's why they're referred to as Avde Adaynecha, not referring to David, but actually referring to show. And the Abarbanel. Continues with that theme, and he says that with these words, Achish is hinting what the underlying objection is: that th- that the officers of the Pushti army suspect that David's men secretly are still avdei necha. that they're still loyal to Shaul, they're still Shaul's loyal servants, and that when when it came to it in the battle, they would turn and fight on Shaul's side. The um, the um, uh, the Ab- also continues that. Previously, David did not want to go back because because Achish had only dismissed David himself. But now that Achish is suggesting that they all go home, right? You and your men, so now he's saying, you take your men with you. So now all of a sudden David agrees because now uh, that was what David wanted all along was that his men should... Uh, go with him, uh, should be allowed to go back. And the Mishpat so- says that that was why David was pushing back initially, is that he was going to push back until his men were dismissed as well. And now that his men were allowed to dismiss, David put up no further argument. So, Pasikir Alev, Ayashkim David, David woke up, who Noshev, he and his men. They got up early to leave in the morning to return to the land, to their place in Siklag, while the go and ascend to Yisrael. So the Plyshim are going now to Faitchol and David and his men are returning now to Siklag and we will see next time that they find in Siklag that while they were away they were secretly attacked and their uh, women and children were captured. So we're holding by Perak Lamed Pasuk Alef, the learning be So we learned that David is uh, dismissed. David and his men are dismissed from the battle by Achish because of the suspicions of the Plishdi officers. So David heads back to Ziklag. So Pasuk Aleph, It was when David and his men happened to return to Ziklag um, on the third day, which the Redak says means. The third day since they had left with Achish, Vamaleki Pashtu. So during this time, the Amalekim had spread out, El Negev towards the south, v'el Tziklag and Tziklag, Vayako es and they attacked the city Tziklag Vayisufu Isabash, and they burned the city down to the ground. So we had seen a couple of Prokham ago that David had taken advantage of the fact that he was in the Plishti countryside to attack some of the neighboring nations. And he attacked the Gishuri, the Gizri, and the Amalekim. And when Achish had questioned who he attacked, he had said he attacked uh, um, other cities of other territories in Klai So the Amalekim here are taking revenge from that attack, that previous attack of David. And now they're attacking the city of Tziklag while David and his men are away, so there's no one to protect the city, and they're ab- a- easily able to conquer it. The question that the Mepharshim ask here is, how are their Amalekim alive? So the question really could have been asked a couple of prakham ago when David attacks them, but the Mepharshim discuss it here. How are their Amalekim alive? Because we learned in Barak Tezvav that even though Shaul failed to wipe out Amalek, what he kept alive is he kept alive Agag, and he kept alive the possessions, the sheep, the cattle. But he didn't keep alive the people. The pasuk there says, that even though he kept Agag alive, but everyone else was put to death by the sword. So even if Agag was kept alive, and the Medrash says that Agag... Lived with a woman that night, and they she has a child. And eventually, the lineage leads to Haman, but very good. So he had a child. So that child is what two years old. How does that child, the sole, seemingly the sole survivor of Amalek, all of a sudden now leading a army to attack Ziklag? Who are these Amalekim? So there's a couple of pshatim. The Rambam. In Hilchis Malachim, Perek says that there were perhaps some Amalekim that were allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael because they were mekabal upon themselves, Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai and they accepted themselves as servants and paying tribute to the Yidden, and therefore they were, would have been allowed to remain in Eretz Yisrael, and so therefore those are the Amalekim, and the Nachal Shimon says that when they reneged on this commitment, David attacks them, and so they reciprocate here by attacking Tziklag. It's also possible, says the Shimin, that there were some Amalekim that escaped death. When the Yidin were focused on capturing the spoils and collecting it, they were, these Amalekim were able to slip away. However, the problem is that that wouldn't fit so well with the Pasuk that says that, that everyone who remained there um, um, was put to death. The, um there's also a medrash that says that the Amalekim were able to transform themselves into animal shapes. They were able to disguise themselves. And so it's possible that some Amalekim did did at that time um, when, when the Yidin were, um, were attacking in, back in Perak Vav by Shaul. And then they returned to human form and th- those are the Amalekim that are attacking here. So the Radak says that the Amalekim found out that who had attacked them, it w- it, people who came from Tziklag, so they never, the David's men we saw never left anyone alive. So the the, um, the Redak says that there was a chesed here, that the Amalekim could have been expected to do the same thing and wiped out the entire city, men, women, and children, anyone that was there. But they didn't. They took the women and the children as prisoners. So that was a chesed that was done by Hashem, that they didn't do, the Amalekim didn't do what had been done to them. The um, word Vayaku by as the word Vayaku normally means like a massacre, wiping out. However, the Redox says here, it just refers to the infrastructure, that the city itself was destroyed, but not that the people were actually killed. However, the Kliyakr learns that it means literally referring to a massacre, and the Kliyakr says the massacre here was not the Jewish men because they were away fighting the battle, or whatever, preparing to fight the battle. Rather, it's the Plishtim men that were living in Siklug as well as the Jews. So apparently there were other Plishtim living there, and the Amalekim assumed when they found out that the uh, that the that atta- their attackers had come from Siklag, they assumed that it would have been the Plishtim, not the Yidden, because they said the Yidden are foreign visitors here. They didn't think they had the chutzpah to go and attack uh, the Amalekim, so they assumed it was the Plishtim. So what they did is, when they came to Siklag, they attack and kill and massacre the Plishtim that lived there, and as for the Jewish women and children, they took them as captives because they were still upset that the Jews had not stopped the Plishtim from attacking them. The Abarbanel says the reason why they burned the city down is they didn't want the Yidden to be able to resettle it and mount an attack on their cities. So Pasuk Be'ez, they captured the women that were in the city, all the people from small to great, but they did not kill anyone, and as we saw, that was a chesed. And they led them off and went their way. So they took these captives back with them towards their own cities. So the Radak points out that the Puzzak is telling us specifically that they captured Mikatan Vyat right? That they were able easily able to capture the city because all that remained there were these women and children. The men were away at war, right, with David, and so that's why the Plushtim were able to take advantage and conquer the city. The Ma'amlaye says that this is this is a common characteristic of a Malik. A Malik always tries to take advantage of those that are weaker than them. And that's why they attacked Kli Yisrael, and Kalei Yisrael was at Refidim, right? Rafidim is Rafa Yadayim. They were weak, and that's that's also referred to in Parshas Kisesei. When the Torah says about wiping out Amalek, it says that they attacked you. At the end of again, this is the end of Parshas Kisesei and Pashas Acharei. It says that he happened upon you, and he cut off all of those, like the weak ones or the stragglers that were in the back, and Klay was weak. So again, Amalek always attacks, and they try to take advantage of those weaker than them, and that's what happened over here. They attack the city specifically when David and his men are away, so that they can take advantage of capturing the city easily from the men and the women. So David and his men come to the city. And they find that their wives, their sons, and their daughters have been captured. So the Savarkeda says that this was also a chesed from Hashem, because this gave David a mission now to go and rescue his captured family members, and that way he wouldn't be condemned when he doesn't help Klai Yisrael in this battle with the plishtim that they lose. Because people will say, well David had another mission, a very important mission he had to go on to save his family. Also, this leads Klai Yisrael to have trust in David, that they see that David is able to go and defeat the Amalekim and rescue the captured family members. David was able to show his strength in battle and that made him uh, fit to be the Melech. Also, the Moslevian points out that the fact that the Amalekim are alive here is all really Shal's fault because Shal failed to wipe them out. And there, this also uh, um, raises Hashem's anger and Hashem's Midas Hadin against Shal. And that's why in Parak Lamed Aleph, as a result of this attack by the Amalekim, causes directly Shal's death in the next par.